Aloha and welcome to part two of our uh, talk story with Jamila, quite an amazing woman. Uh, we did add her uh, mailing address so that if anybody wants to help her out by donating uh, things such as, I think she said she needs gloves, uh, blankets, uh, socks that she helps out you know, with the homeless people and stuff. But uh, any donations, I'm sure she would appreciate. So uh, that's why we added her uh, mailing address. And uh, quite an amazing lady. We talk a little bit about, uh, in this episode, we talk about uh, getting over COVID, which she ended up uh, getting, and then also about her future plans, about what she's got coming up as far as races, including one, I don't think we, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but there's one race that she has coming up where she's going to jump out of a plane. So please enjoy the episode. This is true. This is so true. This is so true. I, I did um, a, a 50K race, and I actually said going into next year, I'm going to do more short. I'm going to mix it up. I'm, I'm not going to just do 100, 100, 100, 100. I'm going to do like 50K, 50 miles, 100, you know, mix it up, 40 miles, some stuff like that. Yeah. And what, I, what I've noticed that in the shorter races, mentally, because I know I'm not going to be out there long, I go faster. Yeah. And I'm like... Even in a hundred mile, you can do the same thing. What it is is that even gives you a little bit of recovery time, and then still keep going. Yeah. So it'll make your hundred mile time go down. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's essentially it's uh, what do they call it? Speed work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though it's it's when you say speed work, most people think, oh well, you run uh, repeats of like uh, a quarter mile. Well, right. no, this happens to be 25-mile right. repeats. That's right. 25-mile <laughs> speed. Yeah, you know, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> That's so true. That's true. Yeah. Didn't you, didn't you, oh, and an old friend of ours, Frank Shorter, uh, he was the Olympic champion stuff. Frank used to come mm -hmm. out for uh, the Hilo race, uh, or the, not the Hilo race, the Kona uh, marathon and stuff. Marathon, uh-huh. And Frank always said, in hills, there are, there are speed work. In other words, if you're running hills, that's your speed work. So you can, you can mm. get faster by running hills, which around here, I we, believe that. we mostly have hills and stuff. Now, didn't you do 100K Saturday also? Well, this is the thing. Like I told you, I don't believe in bad luck. I just believe in things happen. <laughs> Okay, in Virginia, and, and he did, he put it in the email, but I, I read it in the email, but I was like, nah, this doesn't make any sense. It's, it's called Dismal Swamp. In Virginia, there are two. Oh. Two. One's on the right side, one's on the left side. The GPS, and that's what he was saying in the email, the GPS is going to take you to the right side. The race is on the left side. So I went, of course, I'm following the GPS because I haven't been there before. It yeah. took me to the dismal swamp on the right side. So I'm waiting around like, okay, well, maybe, you know, okay, I'm checking the GPS. So I'm in the right spot. Where are the cones? Nobody's here for the race, something, you know. So I'm like, okay, huh. So, of course, he's not answering the email because he's doing the race. 
he yeah. the race director was actually running the race. So he wasn't answering any of my emails. So I was getting frustrated. I'm like, okay. So I called my daughter. I said, I think I'm going to come home or run myself or something. I said, because nobody's here and I'm, I'm in the right place. And she's like, well, mom, cut your phone off and do it again to see if it gives you any different, you know, directions. So yeah. I did that. Boom. It kept saying I'm here. So I parked my car and I just started walking around. Da, 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 and I ran into a, a couple that was fishing. They said, no, it's two. She's like, if they're not here, they're on the other side, which was, you can either swim across the lake, which of course I can't <laughs> do in my car, yeah. or, and she's like, or you could drive around, which was 45 minutes. So I wind up driving around to the other spot. Of course, they were there. And I was like, I've been sitting on the other side. And he was like, well, you know, it's up to you. Do you still want to run? And I was like, Ugh. and by this time, you know, I had missed like two and a half hours that they had already been running. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to run. So by the time I got, um, uh, what do I want to say, got my race number, you know, got myself going, it was three hours into the race that they had already been running. You gave everybody so a like, three-hour well, start. <laughs> I did. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to run because it was a, a nice surface. But again, if you're not used to running straight asphalt, for yeah. you know 15 hours that's gonna tear your legs up yeah so you know and i've been running trails for the whole pandemic you know i haven't had any uh marathons or nothing you know what I mean? and which i normally do i switch it up so i never get stuck on one surface but just the pandemic i've been on the trails every race that they actually had has happened to be in the trails yeah so i was running 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 and after about six hours my legs were done they really yeah. was, you know, and I hadn't driven in a long time, not because the drive was nine hours. So oh, wow. I drove nine, yeah, I had drove nine hours, wait for the race to start, and then bust out, try to run, run hard for six hours. I was done, you know, so I wound up getting to 41 miles, and he was like, no, you drove so far, keep going. I was not about to make him wait out there for just me. I wasn't yeah. going to do that. So I yeah. told him, I said, I appreciate it. I said, no, I'm good. I was like, I'll just take what, you know, the miles I got. Because I still had to drive home, you know what I mean? No, yeah. so I was like, mm -mm. And he was, I just, you know, and, and everybody was like, you should have kept going. I'm not about to make him sit out there and wait on just me. Because everybody else, like I said, they had a three-hour start. So yeah. they were finishing up. They were on their last loop. They would have been finishing, and he'd have had to wait, like, probably three and a half hours for just me. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Just like I said, yeah. I did 20 more miles. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had, I tell race directors ahead of time, I, don't wait for me. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. I, if I'm going to finish, I'll finish by myself. I'm used to doing that and yep, stuff. And yep. I, I, you know, I got special friends here. They've, they've waited for me in the rain to, you yeah. know, do, do the art hands arch, you know, <laughs> so that I could run into the finish line. Right, right. Right. And it's like, I knew yeah, it. I mean, it was good. It was good because, I, like I said, I knew I had a race this weekend coming up. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine with it. I was like, I still did a technically an ultra. And yeah. so um, when it's did a time race, it's not like you you, you, you DNF, you know what I mean? So he, he put the miles down and I'm good. Mm -mm. Could, could you even guess on how many hundreds you've done? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, if I went by Ultra Sign Up, and which everything's not on Ultra Sign Up, because you know there were yeah. different. There was no uh, Ultra Sign Up back in the day. Ex exactly. And that's what I tell people, because they're like, how you don't know? I would really have to do my research and say, Google my name, add up the hundreds, add this up. To the and some of the races I ran, the hundred miles, they don't even have anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're not even having those. But anyways, I would probably say anywhere between 95 to 120. Yeah. <laughs> just I, would, I would say. Just amazing. Yeah, people ask me about it. Well, how many marathons have you done? And it's kind of like, I don't know, I stopped counting at about 160 or 170 or yeah, something. You, it's like I don't I don't count. You know, you know, some people be like, I'm on marathon 544. Uh, yeah. I'm not doing all of that. I'm yeah. not I don't have to be that precise. And again, yeah. as I said, I'm not that person and nothing against people who keep record like that. I think that's fantastic. That's great. That's great. Yo, I literally just started keeping my buckles. I would donate my buckles. You know, yeah. I really did, you know, because my kids would take them to school. My mom did, did, did And so, you know, another kid might ask for them. I'm like, yeah, let them have it. I get off on the feeling of the race. I don't have to have the memorabilia. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't need T-shirts after a while. I don't need any more medals after a while. You know, like I tell people, I'm a recreational winner. I'm not. I know there's no $100,000 check waiting for me at the end of the race. <laughs> I am just elated to finish. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, yeah. that's me. That's where I get my joy from. And being able to get to the race safe, get back home to my kids safe. I'm happy as a lark if all of that happens. I really am, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get, I, I've given my medals away to uh, Medals of Honor, which they give them oh. to... You know, families where the soldier has died in battle and stuff. Oh, and wow. so they, they give the, the medal to them. Because it's like, I, and like you, I have friends that they have altars <laughs> to themselves, you know, and it's like more power to you. That's great if you need exactly. that. Right. You know, that's that's right. awesome that you have that many medals and everything. And it's like, <laughs> just not my gig. You're a race director, aren't you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell and us about your year, races. Okay. My race is called the Underground Circus 50 and then the Underground Circus 100. During the spring um, in May, and I, what I did is every year Mother's Day, that way my kids are always with me and I can still give to other runners because I r race so much, I don't get enough time to volunteer which I appreciate every single volunteer. Oh, yeah. So my idea was I'll give a race. I said, I'll make it so affordable that anybody can come. Even if somebody sent me an email and I'm saying that if somebody sent me an email and said, Hey, I want to run. I can't afford it. I don't care. Come. Um, that's my way of volunteering and giving back to runners. It really is. I said, I'm going to have that race every year. If it's one person, or 50 people. I want to be, and what I do at that race is, I'm your crew person. I make sure I have enough volunteers that whatever you say you want, we're getting yeah. it. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> I cracked up. My one race, one runner, I guess he was like, she's not really going to. I was like, okay, so what do you guys want? They was like, we want Subway. I said, okay, I'll be right back. Went and got them Subway, came back, and they looked like, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> As I told you, I'm here for you. You won't get special treatment today. So then, uh, let's see, Susan Donnelly, she went, I love her. She's like, I, I, cause she's vegan. So I didn't know what to get for her. And I was like, tell me. So everything she was telling me to go to Publix to get, I went and got, made sure she asked. She was like, she was running with a plain waffle in her hand. Just eat <laughs> so I make it where whatever they want, they get, they do. Like this one coming up, the winter time is, is kind of crazy in Atlanta. Sometimes it rains really bad. Sometimes yeah. it's really cold. And then sometimes it might be nice, you know. Yeah. So the winter time, I only will do, um, sorry, I only do 50 miles from 10 miles up to 50 miles. And okay. my times okay. are so long that they're, even if you walked, walked, you should be able to finish that race. Oh, and because awesome. I'm the race director, I can actually change the time. I can change the time saying, okay, it might be advertised 30 hours, but if you know you're going to need 40 hours, I just go back in, change it, boom, 40 hours. You got an official finish. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I said, I, that's what I wanted to do. That was my way of saying, boom, if nothing else on this calendar this year, you know you got this race that you can officially say you ran 100 miles. If you email me and say that you need 45 hours to finish 100 miles, I'm going to give you that 45 hours. Oh, that's awesome. One official. Oh, yeah. Because I couldn't think of a way of really, really saying I'm giving back to runners other than them having a race that they know that no yeah. matter what, they're going to finish. Yeah. You can have a pacer starting at mile two if you need a pacer. It's official. You know, some races say you got to wait till mile 30 or whatever. Some people can't get to that. Some people need that pacer from the very beginning telling them they do it, do it. You know what I mean? And like I tell people, I think if you can run 10 miles, you can run 100. Yeah. You just need the time. You just need the time. Some people, it's going to take them two days to run 100 miles. Yeah. Some people can do it in 24 hours. Some people can do it in 30 hours. But I always wanted it where somewhere on that calendar, if you want to check off on your list, that you officially ran 100 miles and you got a buckle, boom, here you go. Well, how appropriate on Mother's Day, too. Is your, yeah, you're that's, you're that's being the that. mother. You're mothering. Yeah. I'm mothering them. I'm taking care <laughs> of them. whatever they need to do. And what I have liked is every single person that came to the race, let's say they say, oh, I, I, I only can run 20 miles. Some kind of way I'm going to pull another 20 miles out to you. Yeah. And I have. I've always been made, okay, come on, we're going to walk together. We're going to get this done. This, uh, okay, look, my daughter's over here. Okay, my son's coming. He's going to walk with you. I, the whole family comes together on that day, and we make sure those runners get everything they need, everything they need. Oh, yeah, that, that's awesome. You know, when I first got, saw some of this, that stuff that you were doing with them, it's like, and how can you possibly do that for everybody in your race? But if you want to, well, you my, with my kids and the volunteers, you know, and, and like I told, and, and this year it was really, it was tough getting volunteers, you know, because of the pandemic. Yeah. But I got, I got 22 runners coming still confirmed. And I was like, no, I want every single runner to have somebody dedicated to them. So, and I did, I managed to get enough volunteers that every runner is going to have somebody that's dedicated to do whatever they need. If they say they need, you know, batteries. All right, keep going. We'll have your batteries. Yeah. They say they need, um, you know, earphones. 
keep running. We're going to go to CDF, get some April. Whatever they need, this is going to be their race that no matter what they needed, they were able to finish their race. So we gave them everything they needed, everything. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so nice of you to do that. You know, and you don't have to do that. This is this is something you're doing because you want yeah, to do it. Exactly, because I want to do it. I want to do it. Yeah, you know, the, I've been treated so well at races that, you know, you just want to give back. At least I do. You just want to give back, you know. And the great thing about most of the races that we do is they, they don't care if you're Camille Heron or if you're Courtney DeWalter. The, you're, right. you're actually important to them, you know. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's yep. funny how small stuff like that goes a long way. There's a, a lawyer in Atlanta, Dave Daggett. And Dave is a great community guy, and he has done multiple Ironmans and stuff. And I did one small favor for him and his family years ago. And it's like, we have these Iron Man pins. And I gave pins for his kids. And Dave shyly comes back into the office and goes, you know, my wife would really like one of those pins. Mm -hmm. And I went, no worries. Let me get you a pin. It, and yeah. just a small little thing. And he kind of took that whole principle of doing one small thing for somebody in a day and took it back to Atlanta. And he has a whole organization where... He just goes to churches. He goes everywhere. And I always think it's just a little, it, it's a ripple. It's a little ripple in a pond. <laughs> it you know, is. Or in an ocean. It is. But you'd be surprised how far stuff like that can carry. I mean, holy smoke, especially now with all especially the now. nutsy stuff that's happening. Now, did you get COVID? I heard, I can't remember. I think you did. Back in May. And see, when I got it, they were just, releasing what the symptoms were so i didn't even know that i had it i just know i was sick you know yeah. how you kind of know your body and something yeah. ain't right but you you don't really know what it is yeah. now and and i don't get sick you know i, I realistically i'm one of those people i don't get sick when yeah. they say go get the flu shot i get the flu shot when they say yeah. you know put an extra layer on or what i do all of that stuff so i i, I rarely get sick yeah. so the way it started was and like I said, because of the environment I work in, I figured that I've probably been exposed to so much stuff anyway that, you know, immune system is good. So anyways, um, I thought I had got something at work. Because, yeah. um, you know, working at Waffle House, you know, they come in, they throw up and they drunk or whatever, <laughs> you know, so whatever. So anyways, when I got home from work, I was extremely dizzy, you know. Hmm. And I was like, hmm. I said, man, my, you know, do I need some new glasses? My contacts, yeah, yeah. you know, what's up? You know, I said, maybe I'm just, maybe I was just up too long, you know? Yeah, yeah, so sleepy, I tried yeah. to take a nap. Trying to take a nap. I was like, what's wrong? Am I, you know, am I going through hot flashes? Why can't I breathe? You know, what's I didn't know what was going on. So anyways, uh, I went in, my daughter, I said, listen, I said, mommy's not feeling good. I said, just kind of come check on me in a few hours just to make sure you know yeah so i popped my pillows up and i was trying to sleep every time i would lay on my back it felt like i was losing my breath and i was like okay now i've had asthma when i was little but i haven't had an asthma attack since i was five years old so oh, wow. you know yeah i was like okay that can't be it what's going on yeah. so then by the next day i was having diarrhea and i'm like okay what is going on did i eat something bad or this yeah. you know and i was I was extremely hot, but I was cold at the same time. Oh, so wow. my sister's a nurse. So I called my sister and I said, you know, 
I was like, Ann, something's wrong with me. I don't know what's going on. And she was like, um, you know, she said, well, Atlanta's been having a lot of COVID outbreaks. She was like, you know, do you think? I said, no, nah, I haven't been around anybody that have COVID. You know, I've been wearing yeah. my mask like you told me. I was like, uh-uh, and I don't have that, you know. I said, I don't have a fever or anything. She said, it's not just a fever. And so she started telling me some of the symptoms. symptoms yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. Mm, maybe. So I was like, okay, let me go get a test. But at this time, you couldn't just drive up and get a test. You had to yeah. schedule the test. Yeah. So I called to get a test, and I had a test scheduled for two days later, all right? So in the meantime, again, not knowing, I'm like, okay, should I go to work or sit? I don't know. So, but once my sister put that in my head that I might have COVID, I called my daughter and said, listen, I'm going to stay home because I don't know if I have COVID or not. And, yeah. um, you know, my supervisor was like, well, do you have a fever? I was like, no, I don't have a fever. He was like, no, you probably okay. Come on and come in. I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah, come on and come in. Yeah. Yeah. I go to work. So, but while I was at work, me standing up, I was having this insane headache. I was so dizzy. Yeah. I was like, I can't stay. I said, I got to go home. I said, I'm just, I knew something was wrong. You know, I yeah. didn't know what. So I called my daughter. I said, listen, follow me home because I don't feel comfortable driving. I said, I'm getting real bad headaches and I keep getting dizzy. And she was like, okay, no. So Ma, I'll just come get you. And she brought her best friend. So he drove my car and, you know, she drove me home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the bed, went to take the test. And at the time, they were swabbing your mouth, okay? They weren't yeah, doing the nose. They weren't doing the nose, yeah. So my test came back negative. Yeah, okay. okay. But I don't have COVID. Well, what's wrong with me? All right, so I'm like, okay, I don't have COVID. I called my job. I said, well, the test came negative. I said, but I'm still not coming in. I don't feel good. Yeah. Now, this is day, this is day six. Yeah. I called and scheduled again. I said, something's not right. I'm not but right. Then I'm bit, then I was, then I got the fever. Yeah. I was cold. Couldn't taste nothing. Oh, right? no. Now, mind you, these, these days are going by. I'm just drinking water just because I know I should drink water. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't hungry or anything. So my daughter's like, Ma, you got to eat something. So I was just drinking smoothies. I was yeah. not eating any solid food. This is going on day eight. Day eight. Yeah. Go back in, have the test. They finally came back positive. Ladies like, you got to quarantine. You need to bring the kids in, whoever else is in your household. I said, well, I haven't been to work except for one time. When I went, I only stayed two and a half hours. These were the people that was there when I was there. You know, I gave her the names, da, da, da. And she's like, well, we'll get in contact with them. You know, we'll call the store, blah, blah. Went back home. Down 33 days. I was down for 33 days. Holy smokes. I didn't realize it was that 33 days. Wow. 33 days. Literally, the worst part of it was like, my body hurt so, so bad. And I could just literally be sitting here. My body was like, is there somebody twisting me up in a pretzel? That's oh, wow. how bad my body was hurting. And like I said, I wasn't doing anything, but I guess the COVID makes your body hurt like that. Yeah. I hadn't did anything before I got sick, okay? It wasn't like I had just came from a race, none of that. Yeah. I, like, all I was doing was just working, waitressing. Um, the headaches was the worst for me. Yeah. It, it felt like somebody was just squeezing my head constantly, constantly. The headaches were terrible. Like I said, my body was hurting. 
uh, for the first two weeks, I slept like this. Because oh. if I laid on my back, I felt like I was going to die. I was I trying breathe. to catch my breath. Yeah. You really, I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm serious. You fighting for your life. You are, because I, you can't breathe. You can't breathe. And you immediately feel it as soon as you leave it. You're like, okay, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that. So that was the... Oops. Oops. We have. Oh. Hello. Seeing the headaches. Uh -huh. Looks like oh. two days. That is sleeping. You're sleeping. You you cannot get enough sleep. You just sleeping. Um, you tired. It was, you don't want it. it, it that was bad. It was, it was really, really bad. And like I said, ever since that, I mean, I know a lot of people think it's fake, it was put out there or whatever. I said, I don't care if it was put out there, but I promise you, it, that virus is for real. Yeah. I had never been sick like that. I had never yeah. been sick like that in my life. I said, you would check my records. I've never been sick like that. To the point where I felt like I was fighting for my life. Yeah, I thought almost, it kept coming and checking on me. Almost sounds like drowning, you know, like you just. That's not, I'm serious. You you really are like <sighs> trying to catch your breath and you're not even doing anything. It's not like you moving around and you just look, you trying to catch your breath. So I know like when they say it's a layer on your, your lungs or whatever, it really must be because you cannot breathe. You cannot breathe. You can't breathe. Mm-mm. Do you, do you know, 33 documented days. Do you know uh, Sean Blanton? You know, the run bum? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the same thing happened to him when he, he got COVID too, where he, you know, he that was the thing that it just, despite you guys are super athletes. I mean, you're super healthy. And like you said, you never get sick. You're around tons of people and still you don't get yeah. sick. And you know, thank God that you're as strong as you are. Thank God that Sean is as strong as he is to be able to experience this and also to tell people that, yeah, no, this, this is real. You know, this isn't something you just read about in the newspapers, which some people may be no. lucky enough to, that's their experience is just to read about it or see it on the news or whatever. But right, right. Man, oh man, that, I, you know, I saw that and it was like, holy smoke. I didn't realize it was that long, over a month. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, it took me, once once I got, because I had to get a, 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 a retest to show that I was negative before I could go back to work. That's why I count all the way up to the point where they said I was negative, which made it 33 documented days, okay? Um. I went from being able to run 100-mile races, 200, 300-mile, to lucky if I could walk a mile. Wow. Once I was, I'm serious. I I journaled it. I was like, man, I can't even, what is wrong with me? And this is after they said I was negative. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I had to rebuild myself back to running. That's why I am it so much now. I really do. I could not go a mile without being out of breath. Oh, my wow. daughter was like, Mom. I was like, I'm serious. I can't, I can't do it. 
scary because you're like, okay, did something happen permanently that I can't yeah. get back to me? It yeah. took me a while. It took me, um, I want to say about a good three months before I was able to run like about 10 miles. And, yeah, and yeah. each time it was just slowly getting back, slowly getting back. That's why I said this year itself, I'm still not back to the running me that I was before COVID. I'm still yeah. not. I know I'm not. Uh-uh. And, because I get winded at points that normally, you know, running a 50 miler, I'm about to die. When yeah, it's like, yeah. no. And it's something you, yeah. never even, you never really even thought about it. You know, like, and yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go out and, and do a race and maybe it's a 50, oh, it's only a 50K. So I'm right, only going right. to run 30 miles and stuff. And you don't think about your breath and, you know, things going, you know, south and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's right. well, thank God, you know, uh, you know, you know, know so I'm many, so... People, so many people love you and so many people, thank you know, you. support you. And it's not because of anything that uh, you give them other than yourself, you know, which is the best yeah. gift in the world, I think. I, you know, I just, I always, you know how I think, and I'm glad I've gotten to this maturity as I constantly keep trying to put myself in somebody else's shoes who's not doing as well and say what would you want somebody to do if that is that was you you know and i think and, and, and like i said i'm just a regular person so i can't cure everything that's going on in the world but for me my main passion that i'm gonna keep on working on until the day i leave this earth is anything helping kids and homeless people and the reason I think I, I, I gravitate towards homeless people so much is because when I first got my divorce here in Atlanta, me and my son was in my car, okay? Uh. I left there with just my car because I was not, mm -mm, I wasn't fighting none of that. Uh, yeah. So people were looking at me like as if, okay, well, what is this? you know, lady doing with this baby in the car, yeah. like as if, you know, she can't do anything or she, you know, she might be on drugs or that. That wasn't the case. So that's why I always tell people, don't look at somebody on the outside and think that that's what their situation is. You don't know why they are homeless. They, yeah. It could be mental issues. It yeah. could be the fact that, you know, they lost their job. Even, even most working Americans don't have a whole year worth of savings <laughs> Set yeah. aside, you know. Yeah, yeah. So if you lost that income coming in, you can easily lose your home. You can easily get backed up on bills. You know, it happens. So yeah. don't always just assume that this person is out there not trying to do better for themselves. That might be the best they can do at this moment. So if you know, if it's not hurting you to give them a dollar or two, give them a dollar. So what? Yeah. You you take a yeah. dollar and blow it on French fries. So if they take a dollar and get a peace of moment by just having a beer, so what? Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't care what they do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't always assume that they're all on drugs. I don't look at people like that. Cause like yeah. I said, I was there and I wasn't on drugs. I was just trying to make it until I was able to find a job, take care of my child, get a house, you know, things like that. So yeah. 
Oh, I had I had yeah. volunteer I had a couple of volunteers that came into the Ironman office years ago, and they kind of looked like homeless people. They looked like mm -hmm. street people. They'd come in to volunteer for security, and the first year, you know, I kind of went, oh, okay, you know, if you're going to want to help security, I found out later they lived the lifestyle that they wanted to. They had actually raised like $5 million for cancer. They owned two houses and a condo on the island. And they just didn't care what people thought about them or how they looked. That was the, the way that they live. You're so right. I mean, you just can't assume, you know, make, you know, assumptions about people that they're, they're in your situation because you think that's what happened. What they want. Yeah, that is, that's not always the case. It's, it's just so easy to give people the benefit of the doubt. Just give them the benefit of the doubt. Just like you would want somebody to give you the benefit of the doubt, give them the benefit of a doubt. Just just give them the benefit of the doubt. What, what does it hurt you? Yeah. You interacting with these people for two minutes. What does it hurt you to be kind and keep it moving? That's it. Just be kind. It, okay. It's okay. The best sign I ever saw, this was in Boulder in Colorado, coming off the freeway, there was a guy, you know, with a sign that said spare change. And he had it basically he said, spare change so I can buy beer. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If yeah. There you go. Okay. I don't have a yeah. problem with it. There you go. <laughs> no, that's amazing amazing that you've you know, I mean, you got you have a house, you have your own house. You're raising five kids. Um, you do all these races and you do so much for your community. I, now, I have other friends too that are worried now because it's wintertime. And yeah. the, the people that are living on the street and stuff, it's getting tougher and tougher for them. Uh, you know, as they I have that concern too. And, and I, was, I was hesitant to do it, but I went on and did it. Um, because of COVID, my work schedule has been cut short. So normally the, the homeless people that come and stay in the restaurant, they can't do it anymore because we can't have anybody sitting down. So like I said, my work schedule has been cut. So I'm not there as I usually be to just say, come on in anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been sitting outside. So last week I went to work and two of them that normally come all the time, one didn't have any gloves, okay? And he had on flip-flops. I'm like, it's cold out here. I'm like, where are your socks? And he was like, Miss J, I don't have any. And I was like, and I was looking in my car and all I had, and he, he's a really tall man, right? Yeah. And all I had was some little footies and I was like, they're not going to fit. So yeah. I was like, oh, and I just did it. Just, you know, how sometimes you just do it. And I was yeah. like, can y'all please help me get some socks and gloves for people? I was just amazed at how many people sent stuff to me. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah. I'm, and I mean, me, my daughter, her best friend, and my son, because we know where they stay. It's, it's a section of Atlanta where most of them are living in tents and, you know, yeah sleeping under the bridges and things like that. I'm going to take all my socks, my blankets. People sent me socks, blankets, coats. They sent me gloves. 
um, uh, you know, the hair warmer things that we use in the races to keep us yeah, warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sent me those. I'm going down there, and I said, whoever let me video them, I'm a, you know, I'm a video it, you know, because I'm gonna ask because I don't like. It's that fine line of showing what you're doing versus kind of where you're shaming somebody at their hey. lowest. I'm, I'm not trying to do that. You don't want to. So if they want, it, it, yeah, if they want to, yeah, exploit. If they want to be on camera, I'm gonna let them be on camera and hopefully say a few words or whatever. But like I said. I know what I'm doing with this stuff. You know what I mean? And so we're going to go down there and luckily it didn't rain today. So we're going tonight actually. Oh, wow. And, uh, we're gonna, yeah. Yeah. We're going tonight. Cause I was out of town. I had already told my daughter, I said, look, as soon as I get back in town, we're going to pass this stuff. I want these people to have it. Cause it's going to get cold. So anyways, um, that's my sister. Keep calling. <laughs> um, so anyways, we're going to go pass it out and whoever wants to be on camera, I'm going you know, like I said, I just want people to see that it's the regular people just like us. They really are. They just the situation happen to be a little different. That's all. Yeah. It can oh, we're this close away. We're this close away. This... Doesn't matter Always. what you're doing. No. Do you have a, I mean, uh, anything can happen. Do you have an address or anything that people, if they wanted to, because usually I ask people, well, give me a, a nonprofit that you want people to you know, contribute to. Do you have an address that you want people to send stuff to? My my address is one four six zero lavender, just like the color L A V E N um, D E R Drive Northwest Atlanta, Georgia three zero three one four. Okay, I'll I will add that to the information, you know, on the podcast and stuff, and we'll see what we can do. And Thank stuff. you. Yeah, we're Thank lucky here you. in Hawaii. We don't get too many cold spells, so our homeless, you know, can can manage pretty well. But I still see it yeah. where the county doesn't do enough, uh, you know, for the those people, and some people do think. Well, it's just, uh, I don't want to use two political terms, but it's just a handout and stuff like that. And it's not. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. That's not, like I said, that's not always the case. It's really not. It's not, it's not as cut and dry as people think it is. Now, what happened here in Atlanta, what made it so bad is we've had a lot of people move to Atlanta. Yeah. And so, and, and I get it. I get both sides of the coin. I do. You don't want your million-dollar house with a bunch of homeless people in front of it. I get that. I do. Yeah. But yeah. don't tear down the homeless, um, uh, what do I want to call it? Not building, but the uh, shelter. Uh, it was a shelter. homeless yeah. shelter. The, our main homeless shelter, they tore down, built up brand-new condos. So our, huh. home, our main homeless population went under the bridges. That's what happened. I mean, and you see it because these people were not there, but yeah. they used to be in the shelter and, and the, the shelter, shelter had its little area and everybody was over there. It was in one spot. But like I said, we have people have moved here and, you know, different committees or whatever, whatever. And I get it. The, where the homeless shelter was, was a prime location. I totally get it. Yeah. And they built the aquarium, you know, the civil rights museum. They, 
built up downtown. And so they took that homeless shelter and it was an eyesore. Yeah. So, yeah. but if you're going to do that, give the people a place to go. Yeah. You yeah. know, which they didn't. So now they're just living all up underneath the bridges. They're yeah. so used to going to that area. They're still in that area. They just don't have a building anymore. So that's why I was like, they need blankets. They need, you know, socks, gloves. Do you know how great it feels? Do you remember how when we used to go to school? First day of school, and you had your brand new clothes. You know yeah. how good you felt with yeah. just, new, just something as simple as yeah. a new outfit. That yeah. changes a person. Yeah. So, you know, and like I said, you don't, it don't have to be brand new, but even if they could take off those dirty clothes and put on another clean outfit, that just does something for a person. Oh, They'll yeah. feel better actually walking in a place asking for a job. You know, nobody wants to go ask for a job when your clothes are all yeah. dirty. So if they yeah. got at least a, a nice pair of clothes, that makes them feel better about going and asking for a job. Can I sweep in front of the store? Can I use the bathroom? You know, yeah. just, you know, so that's why I was like, whoever I can help, that's what I want to do. That's my thing. That's well, my I'm, thing. Lo I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing the videos that you, you can do and stuff. I get criticized sometimes because my motto is that, is that government was created to help people. Me too. And people are saying, well, you're a socialist. And I go, if that's what you think socialism is, that's fine. And that's what I am. That's, that's what I am then. I paid taxes for a school district when I lived in Colorado that I wasn't near because of the way they cut up the counties and stuff in Colorado. Right. So you're paying right. your property taxes and this, you're living here, but the school's way over there. And I went, I don't care. I'm paying taxes so that kids can go to school. You know, what's the difference? Yeah, and that's the part that's hard right now during the pandemic because everything's so um, shut down and closed. The kids that normally would get to eat at school yeah. and they don't have, because you don't have to have an address per se to go to school, but you do have to have an address to get any type of assistance. Yeah. So the people that are out there, they're not even getting assistance because they don't have an address. Yeah. So... You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, we have all this money. We have all this stuff that we're saying is supposed to help people, but you're making it hard for the people that really, really need it to get it, yeah. to get it. So, mm -mm. And it's not like business is necessarily going to step up and uh, fill in those areas. Back in the day in Chicago uh, and then when I was in Minnesota, I, I worked with uh, Black Panthers. and. Uh -huh. And they started up the early lunch, the breakfast for kids and stuff. And finally, the government kind of went, hey, that's probably a good idea. You know, maybe it's something we should do right, to right. kids with, you know, food so they can come to school. And you're right. Now that the kids are now staying at home and yeah. many kids, many kids do. We have a... a, a a guy here on the island who's helped raise money so that kids can get iPads so they can get computers if they are going to be doing virtual. A lot of people can't afford that. Shoot, you know. That's what I said. Some things that people take for granted and think that just everybody has, not everybody has an iPhone. Yeah. Not everybody has just the internet. They yeah. don't have that. Not everybody's walking around with a laptop. Okay, all right, fine. The school gave them a laptop, but who's paying for the internet? Yeah. You know, so don't, 
it's not as cut and dry as people think when they're like, well, why can't they do this? They said they with, with this pandemic, they really are going to have to figure out a way to treat people. I really think, you know how we have a war and the soldiers come back and they go through post-traumatic stress. Yeah. This pandemic between the doctors and the nurses and not, not to be all political, but, and, you know, and it, this is just my feelings. It, it, it's between the doctors and the nurses. They're going to need some treatment. Oh, yeah. Imagine just people dying on you and they're alone. Yeah. That's, that's so hard. Normally, you can go talk to the family. The family can come see their last day. These people are dying alone. That's hard. Yeah. Then you have these kids who are losing all kinds of social interaction because they're just home with their parents. Yeah. You know? And God forbid if that household is not even a good household and these kids are stuck in the house. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need so much counseling and so much help. I do. I just believe that. I believe that. Yeah, and so I believe the government's going to have to figure out a way to be more giving and help people. Yeah, we're not just going to recover medically from COVID. You know, it's great that the vaccines are starting to come out, but we're going to have to have a recovery program for people's mental health too. I, I think mean, so. I think so. I, I think every mother that I see, I was out doing uh, a, a little run yesterday. I ran into a family who they knew me because of stuff that I do. And we talked story a little bit. And I just looked at the mom and I said, thank you. Thank you for taking your kids and schooling them at home. And she was, she was grateful. She went, thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be, uh, you know, like like your recovery after COVID and stuff, it's not going to be, oh, I feel great today. No, it's not. It's a process. It, I was telling my, I was telling one of my friends the other day, me and Samantha, we were talking, and I told her, I said, you can call this being a bad mom or whatever, but I've been seeing my son so stressed out that I've told them, I said, listen, because this is what they're doing in Atlanta. They go to school Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday they're off, then they go to school Thursday and Friday. Do you know how disruptive that is to a oh, kid's schedule? You get me started, you take me out, then you got to get me started again. That's so frustrating. So I tell my kids, because when they're doing homeschooling, of course I'm right there, so I'm looking. If they look like they're stressing, log off. You're yeah. sick. Log yeah. off. Yeah. I'm not going to have my child so stressed because they're used to their teacher actually instructing them telling them how to do things and again i'm from a different generation so the way i learned how to do math is different than the way that they're teaching my son so yeah. i'm trying to show them how to do something i add up you know they don't even show their work i'm like how can you know if you did it right or wrong when you don't show the work yeah. they don't have to show their work i'm like i need you to write it down Where, where's uh -huh. the work so to avoid all that extra stress and me, okay, come on, come on, you gotta get straight into it. My thing is, please just pass, just pass. Yeah. I just need you to pass. Yeah. So when I took that straight A stringent off of him, he's been so much happier. Oh, that's smart. He gets his little breaks. Some days we come to the park for him to do school. Some days we'll go to a restaurant for him to do school. Some days we sit in my car to do school. He can't just be in his room on that computer. It drives yeah. him. He can't. He needs to do something. We'll go for a walk sometimes. 
because um, I got this little portable Wi-Fi device. So when he's walking with me, he still can log, you know, oh, he logs like in the school. Yeah. 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 So I had to get real creative. I did because it was ruining my child, my child. And he's so used to getting all A's. So for yeah. him to get a grade back that was a C, that really did something to his self-esteem. He was like, I, I don't understand this, you know? So I took all that pressure off him. I said, just pass. So now he's starting to get used to doing the computer, you know, and they're not used to just being in this screen like that unless yep. it's a game. Yeah, yeah, If exactly. it's a game, they could do it. But exactly. as far as the teacher and them, that's one-on-one because that's how they feel because, and that's another thing. I was like, why don't the teachers let the kids talk to each other online so they can know who their classmates are, you know, versus yeah. the, all, all they see is the teacher and the work. That's it. Oh, they don't do group uh, meetups with the kids? It's just one-on-one? No. Oh, wow. One-on-one. Wow. One-on-one. And that's that is tough. so tough. That's real tough. tough. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you... I've been to different meetings and emails, and, and, and it's at this point now, and I get it. I do. I get it. The teachers are kind of zoned out. They're tired. Yeah. They're, they, they have these strenuous um, – all the kids need to pass. But you know when you're doing it online, not every child learns the same way. You always had those special group of children that you can give the work to, go over to these kids, help them a little bit. They're all in one group now. So it's hard to teach that way. You know, yeah. so like I said, I'm, I get it. Everybody's tired. So I'm like, nope, this year, everybody gets a break. I don't care. Yeah. Everybody's getting a yeah. break from me. Yeah, it's pass-fail this year, I think, for all of us. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And I think everybody's yeah. passing, hopefully. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have to pass these kids. Pass them. And then yeah. whatever they didn't learn, next year we're going to have to figure it out. Because I think they're going to have to start over with some kids. I really oh, yeah. do. Yeah. I think Billy, they lost a lot in one year. Billy Barnett. I don't know if you know Billy, but you've, read, you've seen the book Born to Run, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's Billy, actually, on the cover. Uh, of Born to Run, and he's a good friend oh, wow. of mine, and he's a special ed teacher over in Hilo, and he's lucky now because with, with special ed, he does get in-classroom days with them. Oh, good. He, 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 okay. He he, you know, with special ed kids, it certainly can't be uh, remote, you know, a lot of times mm -hmm, and stuff. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, the thing mm -hmm. that I think most people don't get is, no, you don't realize all kids are special ed. <laughs> Yeah, all, they are. All adults they, are special are. ed. They're just on different levels. That's all. It's just different levels. It's this degree, that degree, that degree, but it's all the same. Everybody. Mm -mm. Yeah, I've always, I've always said no. Look, when uh, somebody said to me, like, uh, you know, I don't kind of like hanging out with their person. They're kind of high maintenance. I just kind of go. <laughs> I treat everybody like they're high maintenance. Right, like they're high maintenance. They, should, they should be treated that way. <laughs> I'm like, you're high maintenance. You just don't know it. You really are. <laughs> Man, I've taken up. Gosh, we're we going on an hour and three quarters. I'm going to cut it into two sections. Oh, stuff. I don't want to take too much more of your time. I want to call you again, too, for sure. Um, if you had one race that you could do that you haven't done, is there one race out there? I don't know. Have you done Western States? 
No. And I want to do that. I want to do Western States. Yeah, this would have been. Actually, this would have been the year that I could have went to the lottery, but. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) I want to do Leadville, too. Um, But to be honest with you, if I I could only pick one race, you know I got to say Badwater. Oh, you've never done Badwater? Oh, wow. Because you know why? Badwater is going to be my race that takes up about 10 races, to be honest, because of the cost, you know. Yeah. And yeah. the time that I'm going to have to spend, it's mandatory crew. So, yeah. you know, you can't ask somebody to crew for you and pay for their stuff. So, yeah, yeah, me being yeah. in Georgia, that's a huge payout race. I want to check it off my list, though. Yeah. I do. I want to check it off my list. So, yeah, that's 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 the race I want to do. I oh, want to do that one. That's a that's a great. I mean, yeah, I've been lucky enough to know plenty of people that have done it, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, Lewis Escobar, you know, Lewis who does the Born yeah, to Run. Yeah, yeah. He's a buddy of mine, and he's you know he's done it multiple times. Uh-huh. Mar- 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 multiple Paul, times. Paul, I, a bunch of people, and they all say it. it's yep. very transformative you've done a lot Mm -hmm. of other races but that one man that one and that one is really 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 special that's what everybody keeps saying that's why i want to do it at least once i want to do it one time do you know tammy um um parliament tammy parliament okay she was the one who made me really want to do it once she did it i was like i want to do that race i want to do that race so yeah, she, was, she won it she, she won the race overall. Gosh, she, there's there's been a lady who has won year. the race. One one lady has won that race overall. I can't remember who it is now. I was just talking to, oh, I was talking to Barry Siff. Barry, I thought it was um, I thought it was Courtney. Did Courtney win it overall? No, no, no. A friend of mine is in town, Barry Siff's in town, and he's actually, Barry's done a million things. He's the president of USA Triathlon and stuff, but super nice guy. And we were just, we were chatting about this yesterday after, you know, talking story and I can't remember her name, but there's a goal to win it overall. No, that's a huge goal. But, you know, look, in this day and age, why not? Why not? (laughs) Why not? Why not? I do, but you know, that is now that would be a dream of mine to outright win a hundred mile race. Now I want, I've won ultras before, but to win a hundred mile race, that would be good. Even if I I got top three in a hundred mile, not just any hundred mile, I would want it to be like a tough one. Yeah. yeah, You know, like a tough one. So like, yeah. Not not, like, now not, that would that would solidify my career. That buckle I would keep. Yeah, not like <laughs> to, I mean Tunnel Hill is an easy one, you know. So that's not. Yeah, and you know that I hate to say that a a hundred is an easy. That sounds like you know you know, but it is. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's fast, you know. So that's not really. No, if you're not having to to be sliding down mountains and pulling things and trying to twist and turn and look out for that bear and, yeah. and insane heat. 
then it's an easy one. No, I, a, I like, like the ones where it's like, like, have you ever did Pony Express? No, no, I've been tempted to try it. I, well, I signed up for that one this year because I heard that one's kind of tough. Yeah. Because they said it's all out in the boondocks and yeah. got to have a crew. So I got my crew lined up. My daughter and my son is going to crew me and drive alongside because they said it's so, you know, desolate out there. So, oh, yeah. It's the old Pony yeah, Express I, Trail. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try 2021. I, I said I'm not doing anything that I haven't ran already. Um I want to try a lot of hard races. I just want to, you know what I mean? I just want to yeah. try them. You know, just, just try them. And yeah, a lot of and people are scared to try the hard races, but I want the hard races. And people don't understand that, some, you know, because you say, well, I'm going to do this 50K. And oh, that should be easy for you. No, you don't understand. This 50K is hard. Hard, know? right. <laughs> it is because not... you got to run faster, you know? Yeah. The time is shorter. So, you know, and, and, and I don't like to say this either. You know, in 100, you know, you got 32 hours. You can do a lot in 32 hours. You can mess up and then still finish. In a 50K, if they say the cutoff is six hours or seven hours, you don't have time to mess up. You got to be booking it and getting it done, you know? So, to me, that's a little harder. Same thing about a marathon. If they say, okay, the cutoff is six hours, seven hours, you gotta be running, you know. Yeah. You don't have time to. Oh, I'm gonna take a nap. You gotta go, you know. So yeah, you, ha you yeah. have to. You have to save drinking this to the finish line. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you gotta save that. Look, and I'm like, that's gotten me through a race before. <laughs> <laughs> that got me through cruel Jill. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. They had it at the eighth. Well, maybe I was supposed to say that, but... <laughs> well, it was at the eighth station. I was like, oh, I'm hurting so bad. Give me something. I need something to take this away. I was like, I'm ready to go now. Let's go. Well, yeah, right, that helped me at through Rock, you. At Ro Rocky Raccoon at the gate aid station. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was mentioning, because we were camped out, I mentioned it to the guy who was in the campground, uh, and his name, of course, was Cowboy. You uh -huh. know, and I was, I was talking to him, and, and I mentioned, oh, yeah, the 1-8 station. And he went, well, no, that aid station was within the park boundaries. It shouldn't have. And I went, no, 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 no. They, they had it just outside the gate. No, they were they, they were super nice. Sake. People at that race Good. were super nice and everything. You know, it's like you say, totally different culture than what I come from. You know, in Texas and stuff. Although I yeah. I lived in Texas for a while, but it was like, no, they just treat everybody. You know, you guys are crazy yeah. enough to come and do this race. There you well, go. You thank can goodness either have this, you can have that. Whatever it takes for you to finish it. That's what I love about it. I I love the ultra community. I do. You know, we're competitive, but it's more about finishing yeah. versus beating this person or beating that person. You're 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 racing against yourself. You really are. Well, that's like a Western states. They don't call the first finishers. It's the the best is the golden hour, which is yeah, the exactly. last hour that people yep. have to finish and stuff. Mm -hmm.
you know, and like I remember I one year, remember that year, I can't remember his name, but I think he had ran like maybe 10 of them and he's 80 now and he finished with like maybe <coughs> three seconds on the clock or something like that. Do you remember that year? Was that Gordy? Ainsley? Maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gord, yeah. Gordy's, Gordy's in my age group. <laughs> but he's such a good runner. He's such a good oh, runner. He's amazing. We were at um, oh, there was another race in December, last December, where it's it's basically it's him, me, and there's a really fast guy who's running under three hour marathon, and he's seventy one. And there's a like three the, hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, he's super fast. And he's been at, the three of us have been at various races, you know, at, at times uh -huh. and stuff. And it's like, see, that's the key. Like in your age group, they keep, they keep dropping out as you get older. And yeah, yeah. So you're going to be the number one person anyway. <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, Ed, Ed Russo, yeah. Fast Eddie. So, yeah. yeah he, He's doing real good. He's doing real good. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, I mean, you guys, when y'all when y'all run, I I don't I don't see how people don't get inspired by you guys. It's like you better get up and do something, man. Come on. <laughs> well, it, it it is funny. I won't get into some of it, but it's kind of like when you're when you're towards the end of a race, and I got like a young kid next to me who's doing a race, and maybe he's not that experienced, and he goes, "Uncle, uncle." I feel so bad now. Oh, I hurt. Everything hurts. My knees hurt. My my back hurts. And I just look at him and I go, son, this is how I feel every morning when I get, get up. Every morning, get right. <laughs> look, I started the race feeling like this. <laughs> it's like, so come on, let's let's get to the finish line. Exactly, exactly. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a whole. I mean, like yeah, Gordy is great. I don't believe in Gordy's politics, but you know, everybody's entitled to yeah, their politics. Yeah. Everybody's entitled. Yep. But everybody's we also entitled. have a guy here, Cowman, and Ken. Uh, uh, Ken was actually the one of the first people to finish Western states too. He used to run with a cow horn, kind of like a, <laughs> you know, Norwegian. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another guy who's been an inspiration for me because he just, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're slow, he just keeps going. You know, and talk about somebody who keeps going. You young lady, <laughs> you, you are amazing. I mean, I'm gonna call you again. You know, we'll hook up okay. again and stuff because your story is just so interesting. I mean, and you're now that I know more about you, it's like holy crap, your dad's a Baha'i. It's like Yep. Holy So, Alaupa, you know, Abdul Waha. Uh, uh -huh. I mean, it's just, it's just so fun to, to make that connection and stuff. We try to sometimes do a virtual, we, we, we can do a virtual fist bump here, maybe somehow. Exactly. Boom. There you go. Boom, there it is. <laughs> So it what was I'm gonna so do, good talking to you. It was what I'm so gonna do good. Is I'm going to stop the recording, but I'm not going okay. to disconnect so we can still chat just okay. a little bit before, you know, I let okay. you go. I can't thank you enough. So we're going to, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to press the button that says pause and we'll 
Thank you. Mahalo, Nui Loa, as we say in, Ho uh, in Hawaii, for you <laughs> being here, Jamila. How long have you been in Hawaii? Oh. How long have you been in Hawaii? Uh, 25 years now, close to 30 years. Okay. 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 You know, I'm, yeah. I'm what's called technically Kaimaina, you know, which is not local, yep. but local Kaimaina person and stuff. Because you've hey, been there long enough. It's an honor to know you. It's an honor to live in Hawaii. You know, trust me. Mahalo again to uh, Jamila Abdul Habib uh, Mujahid uh, for taking the time uh, out of her, her busy schedule. She did get a little bit of a break. <laughs> I guess that's a pun because she broke her thumb. So uh, she had a few days off, but can't thank her enough. She's a great person, uh, very special in the ultra running world, very special in the world, period. So uh, please do uh, support her. And if you care to support our little program here, you can always go to hawaiiultra.com and you can see the episodes there. You can like us on uh, Facebook and on Stitcher and on iTunes uh, if you'd like to subscribe. But in any case, I hope everybody's getting out, staying active and certainly showing aloha.